0: Welcome everybody to Veil of Sound, another podcast interview, this time with Jan Hoffmann of the incredible Long Distance Calling from Germany, um, who are about to release their new album Eraser, or have released their album Eraser when you're seeing that, um, their second album during the pandemic. <laughs> exactly. And the, hopefully the first they can tour with once again. Um, yeah. Welcome Jan. And- Thank you for your time
1: hi so yeah like i'm yeah. sebastian said i'm jan from long distance calling and uh yeah i'm glad to be here
0: you're playing bass if i'm not mistaken exactly okay so well let's get right into it because eraser is a very interesting and very broad album so we probably should talk about it in depth a little more um so what first came to mind when i've listened to eraser the first time is it like the spiritual successor of the quote that you put on there on the last album with agent smith that humanity is a virus and they like mr smith from the matrix are the cure and eraser is what happens when humanity is about to do what they do right now
1: i think you're Probably right. So I wish I could say it was a long-term plan, <laughs> but it wasn't. Like, But I think both albums are linked to each other, even though they don't sound very similar, even though they have the same studio and a mixing engineer and stuff like that. So I think they are pretty different, but they are linked to each other because both have this concept, both deal with Humanity, in a, in a way, but now from a totally different perspective. And that was interesting. And that's also why the album sounds much more natural than the last yeah. one. E- even though it's on the same team, it's, uh, we did everything exactly the same. But uh, we didn't use any samples on this album. And How Do We Want to Live was pretty packed with samples and uh, vocal samples and synthy sounds. And this time we really wanted to do the real deal and record like in the 70s, but with the sound from today. And that's important to us that it's always um, state of the art. And also we like when the new album is different from the last one always. So yeah. that's more interesting for us and the people. And a little bit, we can do what we want. And uh, because expectation is always something difficult in any aspect I guess so we like to to surprise
0: yeah yeah it's something completely different where how do we want to live was very clean very meticulously planned this one is more rough it's heavier it's darker yeah uh, yeah, it's a good contrast even though the idea from how do we want to live like continues over to this new album Mm -hmm. um yeah how how was it playing with Synth, or without synths with real strings with real woodwinds for the first time was that a new challenge for you
1: well we recorded the uh, the other instruments after we wrote and we recorded the song so and this came together in the end but we had a friend who helped us uh to simulate the other instruments so this was done on the computer and afterwards they were applied um played by real people in the studio so it was something that we never did before i think um but the regular songs were written like in the beginning of the band and this was pretty cool because there were no synthy stuff or something like that so we just wrote the songs like we used to do and before so this was pretty easy and then afterwards we added the other stuff like saxophone and woodwinds and strings like i said so but this all came on top mm-hmm. after the main songs were were done
0: did you from the get go had in mind to include real strings no samples yeah. everything
1: yeah yeah, yeah. so collection? we we knew we wanted to have some additional instruments but no electronic instruments so uh, this this was the only plan that we had But then, uh, time after time, we found the right sounds for it. And also, uh, if you know Peter and the Wolf Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, so they also use classical instruments. And we try to put them into the music in a nice way because what we really don't like is this symphonic orchestra, metal mix (laughs) stuff. So. This is, uh, yeah, this is difficult to do right, but I think we managed to implement it in a nice and smooth way, yeah. and it doesn't take away too much from the band, so it's um, just an additional element and different colors and moods, and this was the plan. So yeah. because if you use too much of it, it's overload, and I think that's not good.
0: Yeah, that's that's not a really very, very long distance calling then. Yeah. Um, Did you learn from the experience you had with uh, Stummfilm and also your Seats and Sounds tour with real strings? Did that come in handy for this new record? Or was it something you were quite used to because you used synths and samples before?
1: Mm, I think the latter one. So I think we're pretty much used to it right now. So it wasn't a big deal. Like the, the most difficult stuff was to turn the musical idea into notes and to orchestrate it for the people who played. But uh, on the other hand, it was a pretty easy process, I would say.
0: Okay. Um, and transferring what you did on the album to a live stage, how do you feel going into the next tour with two albums, basically, which are very different from each other, and how do you Want to try to incorporate and to, yeah, combine those two albums on your next tour. Um, yeah,
1: we're not sure yet. Maybe we do blocks for the mm-hmm. album, or we mix it because we have a very good sound guy. And I think maybe it's more interesting to mix it, but we're not sure yet. Like we have to to try it out. But yeah, like, uh, but we will focus more on the on the new record. But, of course, we will play songs from the last album because they proved to be really cool live songs. And on the last tour that we could finally play after postponing it uh, three times, I think we played almost the whole album and all the songs work well live. And I'm really, really curious about the new songs um, because, like I said, they're much more heavy and that's also very quiet stuff. So I think it's the most diverse album. So I think we just have to try what really works live and to see what happens then. But we also we already played Giants Leaving mm-hmm. on the last shows and this song works really, really well live. So And I think Camilla will also work really good. So let's see uh, what we can do.
0: Yeah. Um, for the new album, you don't have a track with vocals on it this time like you had on the previous albums. Was that a conscious decision, or did it just feel right to not have any vocals on this album?
1: Yeah, it just felt right. So it was a decision. So it's it's a mix of it, I guess, because like I said, on the last album, we had so many vocal samples and other sounds. So this time we just wanted to give a voice to the animals yeah, uh, with the songs, and I think that's Better because there's no distraction uh, than if you have vocals or you have uh, lyrics in a way. It's always a distraction from the music a bit. And this time we wanted to focus totally on the music.
0: Yeah, and you have a kind of standout track, um, which has no vocals, but it has a saxophone in it. Exactly. Um, Yeah, when I first listened to Sloth, it really stood out and after listening to the album a couple of times it's still a very standout track so um, yeah is that your kind of like vocal track your standout track this time your yeah your diamond on this album
1: (laughs) I, i think you're right like for me personally it's one of my favorite songs on the album because it's something we haven't done before and when we started writing the sloth song we thought about how could it sound and we didn't want to do the easy way and do a doom metal song. <laughs> so we decided what, uh, what can we do, but we knew it must be very, very slow. Yeah. So, and then we, we started with this uh, riff idea and it turned out very quickly that there needs to be a saxophone in a way. And uh, because it sounded very dark and slow and smooth, so that was it, and in the end, it turned out to be a standout track. Like I said, something we haven't done before, and uh, some people say it sounds like a a lost Pink Pink Floyd song or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see which that. Which is a yeah. which is a big compliment, I guess, for us.
0: Yeah. Um. How did you choose the animals? Because sloths are, I don't know, they are quite a weird one to choose compared to gorillas. Um, birds bees especially yes. um, how did you come up with the list of animals to choose for
1: well when we started to think about the concept we just made a, a big list of endangered animals and then uh, we talked to Greenpeace so we have little cooperation with them and um, then they helped us making the list over so and in the end we just tried to have a a very broad um, program for this album. So we tried to have something for every environment like air and water and land. So, And of course, we had to take care that not every song is uh, quick and heavy. So um, The Sloth made it because we needed something slow. And the turtle was too boring. So we choose um, The Sloth. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, very wise choice in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, would you also say Sloth is kind of your favorite song or do you have another favorite on the album?
1: It's, for me, it's I think it's Sloth, Camila, because it, it's the song that contains everything that the band stands for and also Giants Leaving because that's also a standout because it's so short. It's like a regular song that we don't have very often it's just 3 minute 30 or something yeah and it's pretty pretty forward and it's a great song to play live and it's a bit uplifting from the mood so it's <laughs> it's not so dark so maybe those three songs so i would say the two most extreme songs on the album and camila as it stands for everything yeah yeah
0: uh, camila was your first single release if i remember correctly yeah um, how was the response to that coming from, especially from, how do we want to live this raw sound, this, this heaviness, coming back to the long distance calling sound?
1: The feedback was really, really good. So, of course, there are always some people who like the old stuff more, but that's with every record. <laughs> yeah, but But in total, it was really, really good because I think especially our old fans like the rock side of the band. Yeah so and we have a lot of metal fans also so but i think it has always uh it has also a very nice lead melody at the end which is very typical for long distance calling so it combines everything and i think that's a good choice and people really really liked it and i can't wait to play it live
0: yeah yeah that's it's probably very heavy live and yeah very intense i Um, think it's a
1: very good opener maybe let's see Probably, yeah. Or a very good second song.
0: Yeah. Um, in the past two years, you basically released three things. Things. Yeah. You released two albums and one EP. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Janusz said uh, jokingly that you released the EP to get some money for uh, taxes and not to sit still for that lo- long time. Um, were you from the beginning planning, like, depending on how, the, how long the pandemic lasts, uh, that you release an album, maybe an EP, or was it something you ca- came up spontaneously as it was clear that this was going to be a longer time?
1: Well, uh, it was pretty spontaneous because uh, we also did it in, I think, 2014 with night Nighthawk EP. Uh, we just took the chance between two contracts because if you have a record label, they have the rights to, ex- to exploit the music, which is a terrible um, term, but uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it is what it is. And uh, if when you are between two contracts, you are free to do whatever you do. But then, of course, you have to cover all the costs yourself and stuff like that. But uh, it worked well with the Nighthawk EP. So we said, why not, before we sign a new contract or we um, um, resign or something... Um, just let's do this EP because also it wasn't just only a joke because, of course, we also needed some money. So this was the perfect opportunity to do it then. So it was the best timing to do it. And we came up with the idea pretty quick. And uh, I think it turned out really cool. Yeah. And so we had three releases within two, two years. years. yeah So we were really, really busy and creative. Yeah. in that did, time
0: did the writing of the album already start after you finished the ep or already before that
1: no we just land back then we started right after the ghost ep was released i think we started in march or april 2021 mm-hmm. started writing and we finished short before christmas and then we had a one week break and then i think janos started in the beginning of january with the drum recordings so it was a very intense time yeah
0: i I can imagine Um, yeah but better than sitting still and exactly having nothing to do yeah um going back to the the topics of your album the, the death or the vanishing maybe the erosion of animals and your last track is about humanity um was that like also an idea from the beginning that the last track should be about us as humans or was that something that came when you finished all the animal tracks that something felt you had to add something else about us?
1: No, I think this was there from the beginning, but funnily enough, Eraser was the last song we wrote, but uh, the idea was there, I think, from the beginning that we need to do something Um, some song about us humans as well because we're one of the species and on the other hand we're the one species that's responsible and then and that uh, can take action or something like that so we have two roles in this we are also if we go further this way we are also endangered at some point and on the other hand we're the ones responsible and who can do something against it so This just made sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, For the upcoming live tour, which I imagine there will be some at the start of next year, maybe at the end of this year, um, will you bring along the strings, the saxophone, or how do you plan on incorporating these new elements into your show then?
1: That's something we still have to talk about for the tour next year. It will be early next, uh, next year. Uh, and no one knows what happens, which is (laughs) a bit frightening again. But let's see and uh, keep fingers crossed. But for sure, there will be a special show next year, later next year, like a big special show that we will announce sometime. And there we will have the full program with um, strings and stuff like that on the tour. We don't know yet. Let's see how we do this. Yeah, not sure yet. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's a new experience then
1: yeah <laughs> this album
0: is a concept album the mm-hmm. album before that was a concept album um is your plan on doing like more the concept stuff or maybe also in like throwing out a ep with general ideas and not so interwoven themes um or is the concept side of things the main thing Long Distance Calling is focusing on for the next albums to come?
1: Some people don't believe, but we really don't know. We really (laughs) start from scratch with each album. And uh, I think that's better for us as a band because we like if we don't know what happens. Because if we say now the next album should be another concept album, it's just unnecessary pressure. I sure. think yeah. if we get a great idea, maybe then it's a concept album again and then we have a trilogy. But maybe we just do something completely different. So we don't think about that now. We just start. We always start and see what happens and where we're going. And the first song is always a bit like a direction mm-hmm. for the album. And the first song for Eraser was Camila. Mm-hmm. So, this was this, the starting point where we know, okay, this, this will probably be more heavy than the last one, and that's totally fine. Yeah. So, we just don't know.
0: So, we can be very excited for the yeah. next one. <laughs> um, how do you start writing an album? Because I can imagine that it's not always easy to create instrumental music with maybe a topic at hand. Um, do you start jamming stuff, or does someone come to the uh, to the rehearsal and say, "Guys, I have an idea. Listen to this," and then it's we can both. Add.
1: Okay, it's both actually. So sometimes somebody brings something, but I think most of the time we just play around, and somebody starts playing something that comes to his mind at this moment, and we just jam. Like that's how we always did, and I think that's the best way for us. But if somebody has an idea already in mind, of course, uh, it makes sense to bring it to the to the um, rehearsal space, and we think about it. But sometimes, even if we have something up hand, we can't use it at that moment, and we use it later. But for example, for the Ghost EP, we really didn't have anything, and nobody believes it, because we we announced it, we sold out the vinyl before we even recorded it. <laughs> oh, which yeah, was I remember. <laughs> which was a bit um, scary, but we know we played together since uh, such a long time that there will be something coming out of us. And in the end, it was really cool, but we really didn't have a single riff or anything. Okay. So, and we just start. Yeah. And that's what we always do. <laughs>
0: Can't imagine that being s- that scary that when you announce yeah. an EP and you have nothing, basically
1: exactly so the night before i didn't sleep really well so it was (laughs) what if blah blah blah
0: yeah but it's also great seeing the support from your fans then i guess because everyone wanted to get the ep and even though you had just released an album the year before they was already hungry for for new stuff
1: maybe they just trust us that we don't release anything that we don't want to release because this would be would have been the consequence if really nothing had come to our mind, we just had to say, "Sorry, guys, uh we have to postpone it a bit, but fortunately it didn't happen so and then, after we recorded this, we were already in this mode. What comes next and this is always really cool,
0: yeah if when you have finished one floor. thing
1: and you're already like when we finish an album, normally it takes just a few weeks a month. And then it's all for us, and we start to think about the next step. It's always like that.
0: Yeah, and you also had the time to think about because, unfortunately, yeah, there was no real touring going exactly. On. And um, yeah, how was that? Not being able to go on tour, maybe having to postpone your tour again and again and again, um, was that also a scary time for you as a musician?
1: Yeah, it was really scary and. It was not cool. Like, um, because you think about the whole concept, like how long can we do it? Because as simple as that, you earn money with live shows. If you don't sure. play live, there's no money. This was a pretty frustrating and scary time. So all we could do was writing new stuff and hope that it will finally work and then we postpone it for the first time, the second time. Yeah. The third time and the two weeks before the the tour that then finally happened last May, the two weeks before, I was so like so tense. tense and nervous because I thought yeah. something will happen again. Somebody yeah. is positive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But then, then all the shows worked out and it was a big relief.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because even though knowing what you said, that you started the album uh, last year, um, sometimes this this kind of angst and uncertainty can a bit, felt a bit in Eraser because you're saying that humanity is responsible for all this stuff happening, yeah. the, the species dying out. And yeah, we could see that in the past two years, like. Unfolding rapidly, especially in the past few months that uh, humanity is Yeah, really not that great at keeping itself alive to be honest
1: Exactly and uh, that's a point I guess why the album is more dark and heavy because there was a lot Frustration.
0: Yeah, a lot of catharsis. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's really like it is but we also also love melodies and uh, stuff so that's also very important so we always try to keep the balance but uh yeah it felt a bit like the boundless album maybe in the beginning because that was the same feeling when we started writing boundless it was immediately um, clear that this will be a heavy album so sometimes you're in this mood and you go through certain phases and when you did this maybe next time you want to try something different and that keeps it interesting
0: yeah yeah especially coming from the beautiful like clean how do we want to live this is now a yeah a dark and gritty album yeah which is great and i think probably people are gonna love it because it's so different and
1: it's also yeah it's very, very... diverse and for me yeah. i i always think uh, when people ask me how it sounds It's, uh, I think it sounds weird in a positive way because there's so many, so much stuff to discover and so many different things. And if you listen it with headphones, it's a lot going on. There's even, every song has the sound of the animal in it, but you don't realize it immediately because uh, it sounds a bit different or it's like I'm slowed down or whatever. But there's something in every song, like some texture of the animal As well, and that's all very, very different. And we tried from the beginning on with this album, like I said, to write the most diverse record with the heaviest stuff and the slowest and stuff we've ever had, and see how far we can go. So that was very interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure turned out great. Um, Well, that's basically it. Thanks a lot, Jan, for your time, thank you, and answering (laughs) these uh, questions and of yeah. course looking forward to see you guys on tour then next year hopefully <laughs> yeah have a great time you too bye cheers bye